Bop, 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 bop. No, that's the wrong song to be using right now. It's the end of the world as we know it. I feel fine. Oh, is that the correct? I got that the correct song was done and then and and then 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 yeah, we are recording right now. How can we tell? Is, does it only show on your side? Uh, maybe it only shows on my side. Should be recording now. Uh, we're sure. professionals. Yes, we're recording. Oh yeah, that's right. We're recording. Okay. We are live recording right now. Live via tape. As we're NXT much more live than NXT. Uh. We're live on tape, as WWE would call it. So, yeah. It's been a crazy week. Oh, uh, also, yeah. also yes. Know. Welcome to the Natural Disasters of Wrestling. Oh yeah, I'm Don. I'm Matt. Um, yeah, it's been fucking a crazy week, crazy past couple weeks. Um, let's get right into it, honestly, because I mean, there's so much to cover, but let's just get into the the meat of our show. The meat and potatoes. Um. Let's start out by giving a huge, huge shout out to the boys overseas at Russell Talk. Uh, they're no fan Monday show. They raised about $11,000, but their take home was like $7,200 after, you know, having to pay YouTube for streaming everything. So That's actually really good. Yeah, it's really good. Wait, so that's, what the, that's, what the, that's what the promotion gets? or That's what uh, all the wrestlers get. Oh, okay. Okay, that's still good. Yeah. So that's really good on them. That's really good for them. Uh, I'm. That's split between all the wrestlers and the staff that was there for the show. I don't understand why YouTube has to take a look like four thousand dollars. Cause it's YouTube. It's Google. Got to make that uh, ad rev somehow. Google doesn't have all the money already. Yep. Um. I'm really, really proud of the guys. It was a fantastic show. They're planning on doing more stuff like that, so good for them. Mm-hmm. Assuming the world doesn't end by then. Oh my God, it's okay. Um, we also have some. So we also had since we last talked, we had Ron SmackDown. Um, the Gronk officially with WWE. I didn't really care for Gronk beforehand. In his little WrestleMania appearances, I really don't care for Gronk right now. Yeah. There's nothing really appealing about him to me. Then again, I don't really watch football, so. I mean, I like the Patriots, but I don't really care about Rob Gronkowski. Ew, you like the Patriots? Yeah, he was with the Patriots. I said, ew, you like the Patriots? I mean, you guys didn't have a football team until literally two years ago. The Rams started here, all right? Okay, all right. how Louis, long were they Louis gone? St. Louis just got lucky, and then they came back home because this is where they fucking belong, all right? Now, just because you live near fucking Patriot country or whatever, like, just because you're, you, just because you're disappointed in the fucking Bears doesn't mean that <laughs> we can't be happy that the Rams finally, you know, gained their senses back and came home. I've been waiting for the Bears to be sold for 25 years now. <laughs> yeah, no. They, I mean, if they sell them, they'll sell them personally to you, and you're going to be stuck with them for life. So, yeah, no, I don't want that. Hey, you know what? Just be happy that they're not the Browns. Ooh, yeah, no, God. How do you go? How do you go winless in two seasons? Like, yeah, I mean, what? Hawkins. That's true. be a Raiders fan. Um, it's true. Uh, oh, Raider. I don't know. You see, I can't talk shit about Raiders fans because Raider fans will stab you with a knife. Not right now, but you can catch me outside when this is all over. How about that? Oof. Actually, don't. Please don't. I don't care. <laughs> I don't care about I don't care about, I was going to say I don't care about hockey that much. Look, <laughs> like, in times like these, in That's times like... That's how much I don't care. I called football hockey. In times like this, you need Raiders fans to be your friends. Why? They're in the Bay Area. 
Because when, because no, no, no. Because I'm talking about the Cell Cal Raider fans. You know which ones I'm talking about. Ugh, God. <laughs> the ones that live in East LA, I guess. Did you, don't you live like 20 minutes away from East LA? Half an hour, but whatever. I don't go out there. I don't need to go out there. I did my time out there. I'm good. Anyways. Anyways, SmackDown. Did you uh, watch all of it? I was at work. I didn't get to watch it. No, I was at work as well. So motherfucker. So none of us did our homework for this. Well, I mean, obviously we saw. I I saw most of the the fucking highlights. Same um, here. So Mojo Raleigh is on SmackDown now with his with his uh, BFF. Yeah. You can't have one without the other. Mojo Raleigh was also on Patriots at one point. Was he really? Yeah. Um, Mojo Raleigh, like, he started with the Patriots and he got cut. But him and Rob Gronkowski, like, remained really, really good friends, so. Oh, I thought you said he got caught. I was like, got caught with what? <laughs> got caught with his hands on his pants. That's how he stays hyped. That's one way to stay hyped. <laughs> um... So it looks like we have – it was a pretty good show overall. Like Drew Gulak and Daniel Bryan tag-teaming against uh, Nakamura and Cesaro was really good. Um, we had a setup for the women's title, for the women's title for SmackDown, which is – Oh, yeah, Paige came out and she announces like a six-pack challenge or something, right? Yep. One of those participants being uh, – Oh, oh man, I'm horrible with my notes today. Sasha. So, well, no, not Sasha Banks. Um, I mean that's that's part of that. But one of the participants they announced is pretty much already cut from it. Oh, um, motherfucking Dana Brooke. Yes, Dana Brooke. Yeah, she's quarantined as well as Mysterio. Yep. Mysterio so and her quarantined. Um, so it was originally supposed to be Bailey versus Lacey Evans versus Naomi versus Sasha Banks versus Tamina versus wait versus uh, Dana Brooks. So now it's they're saying it's going to be a fatal five way. <laughs> I can see your webcam, so I'm aware. <laughs> for for our listeners, he's just he just has a Razor Ramon. Action figure just up staring at me. I just Pretty got much. this today. Really? Yeah. Nice. But I'm, I'm, I'm gonna be real with you. I had to order some stuff on Walmart, and I didn't have enough for the thirty-five dollar free shipping. So I literally found two things on clearance, and this was one of them. Very very nice. I'm an adult, and I know how to spend my money. Anyway, sorry. Mm-hmm. What are you talking? Mm-hmm. Oh, very very nice. But anyway, six pack challenge. Yes, six pack challenge now five pack challenge. Um, also, we somebody else do it. Uh, maybe we'll find out on Friday, I guess. But also added to the matches, uh, SmackDown Tag Team Champions with uh, Miz and Morrison to be determined versus to be determined, and then uh, Elias versus King Corbin. Mm. Because reasons. Which is interesting because they usually try not to do heel versus heel. Yeah. Weren't they in the like heel? Weren't weren't they in the mid card of Doom together? Oh, totally. Yeah. I mean, well, I mean, I would say for a while even Elias was at the bottom of the card, not even mid card. Yeah. Um. But yeah, no. Uh, that's uh, yeah. It's interesting that they're doing that. So you know for sure that's the restroom break match. I thought the uh, Roman Reigns versus Goldberg was the restroom match. That's a match that you can turn off last and go to sleep too. Yeah, uh, we a, had a stare off between between the two of them as well. That's the match that you would like show a non wrestling fan as torture. That's the match you show your grandkids. Like, look, this is what I had to live through. So was it? Did you send me the post, or I saw the post where it was like things were okay until the fiend, or until Goldberg beat the fiend for the yeah. universal title? Yeah, yeah. Cause then, then everything went to shit. What the hell was up in my mouse? Oh, anyways, that's what happens when you uh, browse Pornhub Premium. I don't do it on my computer. 
Well, anyways. Um... <laughs> uh, anyways, from that we had Monday Night Raw, which added a couple more matches onto the WrestleMania card. We officially got we officially got Edge versus Randy Orton in the Last Man Standing match. Um, we did also you watch got, Raw this time? I did actually watch Raw. Okay. We got Aleister Black versus Bobby Lashley. Uh, Street Profits versus Andrade and Ajo Garza for the Raw Tag Team Championship. Mm. And interesting enough, we have The Undertaker versus AJ Styles in a Boneyard match. Mm. What the fuck is a Boneyard match? I mean, like everybody else, we're just going to find out on Saturday, Sunday, whenever the hell they choose to have it. Like, it's, <laughs> it's a mystery in me. <laughs> it's going to play out as well as I thought it would because you can't really see what it is. Uh, anyways, uh, so from that, that's what we got added on to the match. So we got a good 13 matches added on to, or we got good 13 matches in total for WrestleMania. We can, uh. The way I see it is they're probably going to do one night of eight matches and then another night of eight matches. That's that's the plan, but um, the nobody knows exactly what the main events are going to be. I mean, I'm hearing one of them is probably going to be ba- uh, Baszler versus Lynch. Mm-hmm. Um, the, but I don't know. It's going to be weird because they have to do two main events, and you could either do both the WWE and the Universal titles. You could either do them both as your main event on each night, but... I think Orton and Edge are deserving of a main event spot. I and I'd say, I mean, I don't, can't, I can't really think of any other match that's actually deserving of being on a main event spot because I don't really care. Like, seen the Fiend? Probably, I'd say that. Which, yeah, I mean, I've heard they're gonna do some interesting stuff for Cena Fiend. Probably that, because um, I don't really see because. Baszler Lynch would be better if the setup was better. Um, obviously, nobody really gives a shit about Reigns versus Goldberg. Mm-hmm. And then, who's, who the fuck's Lesnar? Oh, well, I mean, I guess Lesnar versus Gallag- Gallagher, or I'm sorry, McIntyre. I um, keep fucking forgetting about that. Right? Because they haven't really, I mean, uh, Monday they had the buildup or whatever, but I wouldn't necessarily call it a buildup. It was just Paul Heyman doing his usual Paul Heyman shit that he's been doing for the past five years. Oh, you know, uh, WWE took a page out of AEW's book this uh, or this past week with and with uh, Raw as well as NXT. Yeah, putting they, the hard, uh, yeah, putting the hard cam in the uh, like facing the stage. Yeah, and, I know. Smart. I'm surprised they didn't do that before. They've done that before, haven't they? No, they haven't. Really? Or it's only in the video games, then I guess. Yeah, and it, like it's smart doing that now because like when AEW did, it just it looks so much better, and like I'm I'm glad they took that page. Yeah, because like it doesn't like you don't get like you don't get that glaring realization that or remembering like having to remember that there's no audience. Like it just makes sense. It plays out almost like a play. Yeah, I like it, it a lot. Better. It looks really really good, and I'm all for it. So it's it, I'm good with that. Yeah. Oh look what I got. This is the other thing I got. LeBrock. Yeah. You ordered that from uh, Walmart. Yeah. You didn't order the Ghostbuster ones? I'm not old. Fuck you. Um, excuse? <laughs> no, he's talking to you. I know. <laughs> I didn't ask if you were no, talking to me. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, anyways, so from that, what's kind of interesting is, uh, so eight, right before Raw went on air, WWE announced the uh, network is going to be free. Quotation marks. Quotation marks. Yes, okay. free. Because you only get, well, you basically get everything that network offers already, but you're not getting WrestleMania. Yes. Or at least current WrestleMania, rather. Yeah, not current pay-per-views. You're getting all past WrestleManias as well as, and not all past pay-per-views as well, just past WrestleManias, um, as well yeah. as all their documentaries and things like wait, that. Wait, you're not getting, like, their, wait, you're, so you're not getting the full service. You're getting, like, the past WrestleManias and then, like, most of the documentaries and shit. Yeah. Interesting. I mean, it's to keep you entertained while you're. That's true. Up. Yeah. So. Because then, if you start going back, and you know, you start going back, and you're just like, "Well, how did we get here? Or I want to see this, or I remember this." Then don't. Then that's how they get you make you know wanting to pay for the fucking. The other thing too. Dollars. Yeah, the other thing too is you're getting uh, recent Smackdowns and recent Raws as well in the network. 
Yeah, I noticed that they've been putting more of those up now. Yeah. That's good. Because before you wouldn't be able to go back and watch the more recent stuff, only the older stuff. It used to be you'd have to wait a month before the recent stuff come up, but they're changing it around with all the stuff going on, so. That's good. Yup, 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 yup. But speaking of the the network, we got a chance to watch the uh, first half of the Ruthless Aggression series. Some of us sooner than others. What was that? What? Nothing. (laughs) Um, The first five episodes pretty much focused a lot on a lot on John Cena evolution. um, Evolution, the brand wars. You know which one I skipped, or at least I didn't really care that much for, was the Lesnar one. Yeah, that one wasn't really that great. I think the most like interesting ones were the f- very first one, uh, which was like the overall view of the of the ruthless aggression area era. The the brand split was mm-hmm. interesting. And the Cena one was really interesting. The Cena one was good, uh, you, you, considering that you know we both lived through the whole Cena era, or at least the rise the rise of Cena. I had no uh, idea how close he was to getting cut. Right? Um, and then Evolution. The Evolution one was actually really weird. It felt really short, and it felt like there probably is, like, more to it because it felt like, I don't know, but there was, I guess there was still a lot of story for, like, a short amount of time because it doesn't really go necessarily through, like, all of their careers. Like, it doesn't really touch on Triple H too much. It mostly focuses on... Batista uh, and Orton, yeah. And even Flair. It kind of touches on Flair, but not that much. Well, then, then again, there's not really that much to say. Because uh, Flair was only there for like two years up to that point. That's right. I had no idea Flair was like going through a major depression. Yeah, they've talked about it a lot, even before this, that they were talking about it a lot. Because, like, you know, Flair left WCW or WCW shut down, and then Flair didn't have really anything to do. There you are, you fucking white pale bastard. Um, I forgot I have a webcam blocker on my fucking uh, thing. And, um, <laughs> Yeah, Flair, like he. I mean, he didn't really have anything to do, and obviously, this is a a new playground to. What is that? Something someone sent me on Facebook. Anyways, um, you know, he had to kind of start over again, and you know, he wasn't the Ric Flair that everybody, you know, remembered. He was not that uh, Ric Flair in his prime, but like he wrestled still, like he was still, you know, in his prime at that age. Yeah, even after he left uh, Evolution, so I thought that was really good. I thought it was a really good look into how evolution started because, like, honestly, like, I don't necessarily remember how that started. I think the most interesting part was that who was supposed to be in it, too? Mark Jindrak? Yes, Mark Jindrak was supposed to be in it. That was, like, the most interesting takeaway from that whole documentary. Well, I remember Mark Jindrak was supposed to be in it at one point just because he was, uh, like, I remember the promos, like, the promo videos that they did for evolution. And, like, I remember that one leaking out, leaking out at one point. I didn't remember that. I, or I never saw that beforehand, and I didn't know him and Orton were boys. Yeah. And like, like when that was the issue was so I I like that they said that you know the issue was, you know when Orton was like when they weren't together though like the guys were great, but the minute you put Orton and Jinrak together, it was like fucking cats go. F- it was like cats on catnip. They were just fucking going crazy. It was just like those, you know, it was like those teenage schoolboys who don't know how to, you know, fucking take shit seriously and are always cracking jokes and shit. Mm-hmm. But yeah, um, that's fair. Um, but yeah, that was one of, the, one, one of the cooler things I thought with the, or one of the cooler things. Fuck that, stupid things. Funny, funny, stupid things. So WWE did not change their name because. <laughs> I think I touched on this a little bit about yeah. how like they were talking about the name change from the WWF to WWE yeah. and how they wanted to change the, the the narrative from like oh like it, we didn't lose to the World Wildlife Fund for you know using the name it's because Vince McMahon wanted to rebrand and you know fucking you know shake up things in the WWE after they bought WCW like that's not how that happened at all. Like that's why I took everything I like I everything I took I watched after that I took it with a grain of salt. Yeah, yeah. I, I took everything at that. Good. That was episode one. Yeah. So a lot so, of it, like, it's just like you know, I had like there's a lot of it. Obviously, we know 
from growing up and like just hearing stories afterwards so that way I had to, I had to really like pause every once in a while being like oh, wait like do I remember it being like that or is that how I remember hearing about that and stuff like that so um now the there is going to be a second half to it coming up later this fall yeah that's gonna be fun I, know, I hate that they're doing it like this but I mean it makes more sense because you want to keep people interested yep do you think uh, at, at, at do you think at any point they're gonna mess mess uh Mess da 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 la 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 mention Senor Benoit. Oh heck no. They didn't mention well I mean they could have mentioned him during the brand split because he was one of the major players of the brand split. He was part of the uh, the SmackDown six, right? Yeah, he was. He's part, the, he's part of the SmackDown he was part of the SmackDown six. And then when Orton they were talking about Orton winning the World Heavyweight Championship, they didn't mention him at all. They yeah. kinda of, showed him a little bit, but they didn't show his face or mention him by name or anything like that. So like they're gonna they're gonna hold steadfast they're gonna you know keep uh, keep holding on to not mentioning him ever again. Like as much as they tried to erase Hogan, that's how, like that's one thing that they're gonna keep erased or like you know try not to mention if they don't have to, which they haven't really had to. Because even really when they do didn't. have to mention him, yeah, when they even when they do have to mention him, they don't. Yeah. Like they're they, able to work around it. They really didn't try to erase Hogan though. They kind of did for like a day. No, for like a good like almost two years, they really didn't mention Hogan, or they really like, you know, when they, especially even when they talked about the NWO, it was weird. They didn't, I mean, they didn't mention Hogan. True. True. So I mean, they're able to do it, but I mean, you know, it has to it has to be worth something to them to to do it. This so if true. they were to. So, like, even if they were to, like, you know, mention anything about Benoit, even, like, you know, if they were preface it with, like, you know, what he did is terrible and yada, 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 there's still going to be people that are pissed off that they're mentioning him or talking about him because, again, they're going to feel like they're glorifying him. Speaking of NWO, uh, they're going into the Hall of Fame this year. That was one of the first names, yeah. Why? We have no idea when the Hall of Fame is going to take place at this current point in time. The the rumor going around, at least what we heard from what was it, uh, British Bulldogs uh, widow, that yeah, it's probably gonna happen around SummerSlam, which makes sense. That'd be a good time to have it. That would be a really really good time to have it. Um, where wait, where is SummerSlam taking place this year? Huh? Where's SummerSlam taking place this year? Is it New York again? I don't think it's in New York. I don't remember. Maybe Boston this year. I think. I think so. I think it was one of the one of the other states. I think they were gonna they were gonna do it in California or New York this time. Let's see. SummerSlam 2020 is happening at Boston. <laughs> Boston. Boston. Okay, the TD Garden in Boston, Massachusetts. Yeah, that would that would be a great time. And they're already. Oh, well, I don't know. There's a lot of different promos for it. People are already pimping that Ronda Rousey is going to be at SummerSlam. I mean, it wouldn't surprise me. She's in self-quarantine right now, so she, I highly doubt she's going to be. I don't know. She, I mean, she she really didn't make any, you know, any more fans when she was doing the whole, you know, wrestling is fake shit. So yeah. I don't know if people are really, I mean, plebs will welcome her back with open arms, but I mean, I'm not. I, I could care less. I really um, could care less. Okay, so let's uh, let's go through the Hall of Fame. Let's talk about some of the people that are going into the Hall of Fame. Uh, let's go um, down the list. Let's go da- uh, Batista. Yes, Senor when Dave Batista. Fir- when was the first time you saw Batista? And what was like one of your what's your like one of the, what's a Batista moment that you think of when you think of Batista? The first time I saw Batista was as Deacon Batista. Same. Um, and I just remember I'm like, this looks stupid. Yeah, it was really weird. I didn't like. I, I I didn't like the fact that they had separated the Dudley Boys in the first place. Yeah, and I remember the whole Deacon Batista thing being weird and just being like, people are actually giving him money. It was interesting. Yeah, when he was holding the box, I was just like, why would you give him money? You're not getting that money back. Sports entertained. Um, my favorite Batista moment would probably would probably be that have to be that one time he sucks or harassed Charlie Martinez. I'm like, what? What? <laughs> Allegedly. No, but I would say the I would say my favorite Batista moment would probably have to be 
Uh, him, Triple H, WrestleMania 20? 21. 21. My favorite number. Yeah, 21. Um, yeah, so that would probably be my favorite Batista moment. Uh, mine would uh, be Vengeance uh, two, three months, four months after WrestleMania mm-hmm. when it was uh, him and Hunter in a Hell in a Cell because that was the first Hell in a Cell that I, I was present for. I thought that was really cool. I had that cell is freaking huge. He was huge. He was a huge fucking dude. Um, um, all right. So JBL. JBL. Yes. <laughs> uh, first memory I have of JBL was obviously the Acolytes. Yeah. I didn't know. I didn't know him in the, what was the, he wasn't in the Smoking Guns, but what was he in? He was in, uh, he was in some fucking some fucking tag team before he was an acolyte. I forgot. I forgot because he had that weird ass mustache. Yeah. Um, but him as the acolytes, and then I. But I basically remember him as part of the APA, like not the Ministry of Darkness acolytes, like the you know the acolytes protection agency. Yeah, APA was fantastic. Um, my favorite moment with moment is when him and uh, Blue Meanie got into a shoot fight at. <laughs> at ECW, yeah. yeah. For some reason, they just got in a shoot fight. Um. <laughs> I was gonna say when uh, he got uh, either choke slammed or power bombed into his limo. Yeah, that was good too. That was good. That too. was a good moment. Did that you ever watch that uh, that barbed wire hell in a cell? Uh, I mean, barbed wire cage match with him and Big Show. Yes. How was that? That was really good. I never watched that. I remember hearing about it, but I didn't get to watch it. That was like one of those pay per views that didn't really wasn't really that important, so I didn't want to buy it. I mean, you 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 have the network. Well, I mean, it's not that important that I feel like I have to go back now. Fair enough. Fair enough. At least not right away. Um, uh, Bellas. Oh, you no. going British Bulldog? Yeah, fuck that. We're going British Bulldog. <laughs> uh, first time I saw British Bulldog would have have to been in the '90s. Probably it was during one of the in your house moments. I can't remember which one though, but I know it was in in your house. Favorite moment. Um. Yes. Oh. I have. Uh, I will. I'm trying to think. Probably going to be like when he was part of Heart Family. Yeah, the Heart Foundation. Yeah, Heart Foundation. I probably was. It was. It had to been just his whole run in Heart Foundation. Um, that's probably the most memorable that I can think of. I can't really say that I remember ever seeing a British Bulldog. Like, well, I mean, I remember, like, I remember, like, I vaguely remember him when he was wearing jeans to the ring, like, the late, like, the early 2000s, late 90s. Yep. Um, but I really honestly remember, like, really learning about the British Bulldog when I was playing SmackDown vs. Raw 2006. Because I was just like, oh, like, I've heard his name before. Like, I didn't, didn't necessarily know, knew what he did or, like, why he was important. It wasn't until I started going back, but, like, favorite is obviously, um, him and Owen Hart versus Stone Cold and Dude Love. That's when De- Dude Love debuted. Nice. I thought that was funny. I think, I think the way him and Owen kind of reacted to everything, I thought that was actually kind of fun. For, uh, for somebody that's supposed to be a serious team. Jushin Thunder Liger. Yes, you just beat me to the punch. Jushin Thunder Liger. The first time I remember watching him was actually on, I want to say CML, CMLL. Uh-huh. Uh probably 1999 1998 mm-hmm. because they used to have a they used to be on telemundo mm. so me being a kid with no cable at the time i was like yes wrestling yeah um my favorite moment though from him that's fuck yeah that, that's a tough one because he has had so many fucking good moments. I want to say probably when he came, when he, uh, so when he came out as Kishin Liger, like the first time. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. Like that. I was going to say the last time he came out as Kishin Liger. No, the last time, like, was great too. But that first time, like, you just get. Like you just get this ooh feeling. Yeah. Um, 
WCW, I can't necessarily pinpoint the year because I was still really young when he was in WCW, mm-hmm. or when I was still watching WCW, but I really remember first seeing him in WCW, and I thought, like, his whole his whole outfit was cool, his whole gimmick was cool, and then, like, he kind of just disappeared once he dis- left WCW for me. So it wasn't until, like, years and years and years later that I, like, rediscovered uh, Jushin Danilo, and I was just like, shit, where have you been this whole time? I think that's when, uh, so... When he left WCW, he went to CMML and as well as uh, AAA for yeah. a little bit. And so that was good. So we have to ask this one, Bella Twins. Well, I mean, we're going to get to that afterwards. But, I mean, if you want to get on the hose now, I mean, uh, <laughs> I'm going to be honest with you. I, I, I don't know if I made it apparent on the show already, but I don't care about the Bellas in any sense. Um Honestly, like, I was thinking about it. I was thinking about it really hard, too, because I was just like, all right, now, like, I, I really got to, like, think of this objectively. <sighs> I vaguely remember the Bellas when they were first there, but I mostly remember when they came back and everybody was making a big deal about it. I think it was, like, around 2012, maybe, 2013. Yeah. Like, they had gone and gone off and did some modeling stuff, and then they came back, and I was just like, all right, I don't know who they are. And I was just like, I'll give them a shot. And I was just like, wow, I don't like them. And especially when they did the whole, like, Nikki turned on Brie and the whole, they wish she died in the room and the whole Brie mode stuff. Like, I just, every single thing they do, like, I just, I just don't like it. Um, I got in, a, I wouldn't say an argument, but a, but a debate about how, like, I've never really seen a good Bella match. Um, and somebody tried to make the argument of Nikki Bella versus Ronda Rousey because they're like, oh, like, you know, Nikki was able to get a good match out of Ronda. I was just like, well, Ronda's a shoot fighter as it is. Like, I understand it's a different sport that she had to, to adjust to, but, like, it still wasn't necessarily a good match in general. Like, it was like, good because of the names and because you like them. Like, it was, to me, it wasn't necessarily, like, something that I enjoyed watching. Ronda can make just, like, Ronda's good on her own. Like, she can make people look good. Not at that point. Not, at the, not by the time Evolution came around. I guess. But... I mean, she's still a believable fight. I don't know. I just have my problem. I have my problems with Rousey too. I just didn't like both of them. You know what my favorite Bella moment was? Hmm. When he left the WWE. Yeah, I'll go with that. Let's go with that. I'm fine with that. <laughs> All right, uh, NWO. Now, do we have to do? Do we? So obviously, we all so we know. Have through, we have to go through Hogan. We have to go through Nash. We gotta go through Hall. We gotta go through Horace. We gotta go through Vincent. We gotta go through. <laughs> no. Do we have to go through all NWO members, or do we have to go through the four that they are only inducting? They're inducting. Oh yeah, they're. In, oh yeah, they put X Pac in that. Yeah, that's true. I don't understand. Oh, this is what happens when you're friends with Hunter. No, just a group as a whole. Yeah. Uh, I'm gonna let you. Just pick your moments real quick while I step out for just a quick second, and I'll be back. Keep talking. Okay, okay. make it quick. Don't hurt yourself. Make friends. Um, I think the first time I remember seeing the NWO, or, like, I've known of the NWO, like, for fucking ever. Um, remember the NWO being a big part of my childhood because I really wanted, like, an NWO t-shirt and just the whole the vibe and the whole um, – just like the whole gang notion of NWO is really, really cool. And the music really like played a part into that, the whole rock house theme. Um, but I really mostly remember uh, the NWO through the Wolfpack, which obviously is not being inducted. We're only counting the original NWO, the NWO black and white, unfortunately. But I think the, the Wolfpack was really underrated, but that's mostly what I remember from my childhood. Um, but at least favorite moment? Um, if we're talking like, old WCW NWO. Um, I think Nash freaking throwing Mysterio into a truck like a javelin. I think that's one of my favorite NWO memories or especially, um, I know this, I mean, you would think I'd consider an NWO win a good memory, but I mean, Goldberg beating Hollywood Hogan on uh, Nitro. That was a really good memory. That's pretty good. Um, WWF NWO the first time they came, they showed up in No Way Out. That was pretty good when they fucking just destroyed the rock in the semi truck. Yeah. Oh God. Like that's probably one of my favorite NWO moments. Do yeah. we? Uh, I was gonna say like well, what I was saying while you were gone was that I understand they're only in, in inducting the NWO the original NWO but I mean I think the Wolfpack deserves to be in there. 
I think True. the Wolfpack is really underrated. They need their own separate induction, though. I guess. But who would you induct, really? Nash, Hall, Luger, and Sting, or K Dog, or uh, K Dog's never gonna. K Dog's <laughs> never gonna go into WWE Hall of Fame. Yeah, no, he's never going to. Conan in general is never gonna go into Hall of Fame forever, forever, ever, ever. He's never been in. W- he's never been in WWE, has he? Or was he for like a tiny bit? He he was uh, what you call it? The fucking. Uh, he wasn't in the Boricuas. Conan. Yeah. He was also uh fucking uh, what the hell was his character in WWF? God uh, uh, la, 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 la. You you remember the guy who like was basically from the moon? What? The the fucking uh, uh this is going to drive me insane now. He was trained by Rey Mysterio Sr.? Uh, yes, he was. He was in the Dungeon of Doom. He was in the Dungeon of Doom, but he was also... What the fuck was his name in... Yeah, it's not showing up anymore, dude. He was oh. in ECW. I will find it. He was in ECW. He was in AAA. Max Moon. Oh, you heard? Oh, he was in Max Moon, yeah. Yeah. He was Max Moon. No, wait, but that was given to Paul Diamond. But it was originally for him. Yeah, but that doesn't mean he was in the WWF. He didn't appear you know, on television. Uh, Actually, I think he did one or two matches. Maybe. So... This is all on Wikipedia, so this may be partially true, partially false. There's also some locker room tension over the cost associated with the costume. Conan's perceived attitude and Conan also was missing tapings because he was more successful in Mexico, was not focusing on the WWF. In the end, the Maximum character was given to Paul Diamond, who appeared as a character on the first episode of Monday Night Raw on January 11th, 1993. After a brief run, the character was abandoned. Yep. Okay. Oh, wait. Okay, never mind. Yeah, you're right. He made his WWF debut on September 1st, 1992 in Hershey, Pennsylvania during Superstars under the name The Comic Kid, when he p- Comic Kid where he pinned Barry Horowitz. After three televised matches, Conan abruptly left the WWF following a disagreement with WWF owner Vince McMahon in 1992. Yep. And they yeah. have never made up since. Nope. Which is fair. So he'll never be in the Hall of Fame. He'll he'll be like, it'll be like you know inducting uh, the Hart Foundation without Owen Hart. They're gonna wait until he dies. Yeah. Or like what they did with Luna Vachon, where they did where they have this like other like what was it uh, like this other like part of the Hall of Fame where it's like a bunch of outside influences that go into the Hall of Fame, like um, what they put like Jim Crockett in there or something like that, or just like a bunch of other bigger names that the WWF oh, yeah. doesn't want to recognize as like. You know, that helped professional wrestling. Yeah. I, like yeah, how they put, I like how they put Donald Trump in it. That's a celebrity wing, though. That's different. Yeah, that's fair. The celebrity wing is a fucking joke for the most part. Yeah, that's kind of who's going into the Hall of Fame right now. Maybe they'll add maybe like one or two more people probably by SummerSlam. But, I mean, this pretty much feels like it's going to be the full... Yeah full class because if they do any more I mean a lot of these people can probably talk and talk and talk for hours on end so I think that's enough speaking about things of the past um, last year Wrestlemania 35 kind of rolled around and that was in New York correct? correct that was at MetLife Stadium MetLife Stadium and so we're going we're gonna to go through the card of last year's WrestleMania right now we're going to see where everybody's at compared to last year and obviously uh with the whole uh, pandemic going on, they kind of threw some monkey wrenches into the plan. But either way, I think this card was kind of the way it was going to be regardless. Yep. Uh, so let's start out with Tony sure. Nice versus Buddy Murphy. Where the hell are those, these two rascals now? Well, well we just Buddy, saw Tony Nice on NXT. He just came back after, what did you say, a three-month hiatus? Three-month hiatus, and then he lost to Cameron Grimes. And then Buddy Murphy is part of... Uh, Rollins, the Monday Night Messiahs. The Monday Night Messiahs, but he's now known as Justin Murphy. Yep. 
He's not your buddy, pal. He's not your I'm not your pal friend. <laughs> um, we Carmella Car- every, uh, defeats Sarah Logan for the, the 17 the... woman battle royale. I didn't put all 17 women because God no. That's fine. But regardless, uh, Carmella, what the hell has Carmella been doing? Um, she is self quarantining with boyfriend Corey Graves. Okay, but even before that. Yes. Anyways, uh, Sarah Logan was just in the elimination chamber with the with your other two X Riot Squad members. Mm-hmm. Um, hasn't really done much either. Um, then, I mean, I don't know. Did you watch that table for three with the Riot Squad? Yeah, it was pretty good. Uh, I didn't know that Sarah Logan could talk. Um, yeah, uh, but no, like she seems like she'd have an interesting personality, but I'm not entirely sure how. Like, I'm entirely sure what kind of personality they're trying to portray for her. It's almost like creative to watch that show. All right. Um, um, Hawkins and Ryder defeat the Revival. We for, kind of know where the Revival stands right now. Yeah, they were defeated them for, I think, the Raw Tag Team titles, too. Yes, because this was the match that ended Kurt Hawkins' losing streak. Uh, losing streak, like over a year losing streak. And so both teams are pretty much in fucking purgatory. Well, Zack Ryder hasn't been on TV in forever. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's mostly doing his uh, his action figure shit. He is uh, on YouTube more than he is on Raw. So again, what he used to do when he first came to the company? Yeah. Um, the Revival are holding out until their contracts are done. Um, and they're kind of in dispute over some names and some trademarks with the company. So, you know, you have to assume that they're on their way out. Kurt Hawkins, when, when was the last time you saw Kurt Hawkins? On Zack Ryder's YouTube show. Good enough for me. <laughs> Braun Strowman wins the Andre the Giant with by eliminating Colin Jaws. That's one of the fucking SNL guys, right? Yep. <laughs> so now he hasn't uh, had a, apparently he hasn't had a single like a single one on one match at WrestleMania yet. No, he has not. Oh, he's yeah. the Intercontinental Title Championship right now. That's right. No, he lost it. Remember to, oh, that's right to 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 Sami Zayn. Yeah, he has no current uh, plans yet for WrestleMania. He's probably not going to be at WrestleMania. Yeah. All uh, right. And Colin Jost is still working at SNL. All right then. Well, you can see that that was a burial for Colin Jost. Yep. Uh, Seth uh, Rollins beating Brock Lesnar for the Universal Championship. Or was it the WWE Championship? No, it was the Universal. Universal. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, obviously, Seth Rollins is going to be facing Edge in the last man standing match. I mean, sorry, no, he's going to be facing um, Kevin Owens. Yep. But there's, there's no stipulation for that one, right? No, there's no stipulation yet. Just Give be it time. Room. Yeah. Give but it time. We have one more Raw. PC. Yeah. Uh, Lesnar is going to go after Drew McIntyre, who won the Royal Rumble. Mm-hmm. So that's interesting. Uh, AJ Styles and Randy Orton. AJ Styles is going to be in the Boneyard with The Undertaker. And Orton's the one that's going to be facing Edge in a, in a last man standing match. Remind so, me again, what is a Boneyard match? It's, uh, it's what Pornhub Porn is offering for free right now for a month. Happy days! <laughs> <laughs> keep forgetting the kids in the background. Hey, you decided to be here. <laughs> <laughs> I shouldn't feel like I'm at school right now. Oh, well, too bad. I shouldn't feel like I'm trying to listen to Topher Talk. Anyways, uh, uh, okay. Uh, uh, then from there we had the Usos who defeated Alistair Black and Ricochet, as well as Rusev and Nakamura, as well as the Bar. The Bar is no are, more. The Bar is no more, but either way, the Bar, yeah, Cesaro or Sheamus isn't aren't going to be on the card. Yep. Uh, Black is going to be on the card, though. He's going to be facing uh, Bobby Lashley. Correct. Ricochet isn't going to be on the card. No, nope, because. Or probably at all. Nope. Um, Rusev isn't going to be on the card as well. But, however, good guy Rusev is donating $20,000 to crew members for WWE who are. That aren't working right now. Yeah, that's Correct. good. So, that's good awesome. guy Rusev. Uh, Nakamura. Nakamura is going to be on the card, right? I don't. He had no plans yet. So we'll Not find yet. out by SmackDown. And then the Usos are facing uh, Miz and Morrison. 
we don't know who's going to face Miz and Morrison yet, but the running guess is the Usos. Okay. Uh, Shane McMahon versus The Miz. Uh, McMahon's not going to be on the card. He hasn't actually been on TV in a while. Yeah. Uh, the Miz, is he going to be on the card? I don't remember. The Miz is going to be... Oh, yeah, Miz and Morrison, though, we just said. Yeah. And so yeah, that'll be interesting. Next up was the Iconics, who defeated Boston Hug Connection, Nia Jackson, Tamina, and Beth Phoenix to win the... To win the uh, women's, women's tag, team tag team champions, yep. The Iconics haven't been on TV in months. Yeah. Uh, Bailey and Sasha are going to be in the six pack challenge. Nia Jackson, Tamina aren't on TV. Correct. No, oh, Tamina's the... in the uh, six pack challenge. Oh, fuck me, that's right. See, that's how much I care about Tamina. I don't remember these things. Uh, then... Nia Jackson hasn't been on TV in a while. Correct. And then Phoenix and Natalia, uh, Beth Phoenix got taken out by Orton, but with an RKO. Mm-hmm. Then Natalia's going to be in the six-pack challenge as well? Correct. Okay. Uh, Kofi Kingston defeats Daniel no, Bryan. Is, is she going to be in the six-pack challenge? Huh? Is she going to be in the six-pack challenge? I thought so. This is how much I care about this year's WrestleMania. Uh, Kingston defeats uh, Daniel Bryan from the WWE Championship. Uh, Kofi Kingston... Has been fucking buried. <laughs> I don't, but I don't think New Day's going to be on the card, right? No, New Day is not on the card at all. Neither is Daniel Bryan. Neither is Bryan. Unless they put him on the pre-show with, uh, what's his name, uh, Drew Gulak. Yep. And then Unsigned. Rowan has been kind of fucking done. Oh, yeah, it's ever since they killed a spider. Yep. Uh, Simone Joe defeats Rey Mysterio. Rey Mysterio was supposed to be on the card, but now he's not. He's in quarantine. And then Samoa Joe's uh, uh, suspension ended today. Correct. I'm correct. But I don't think he's going to be on the card. It's a little too late to make any room for him on the card. So, so Correct. much for seeing him in Mania. Roman Reigns defeats Drew McIntyre. Like we said earlier, Drew McIntyre is going up against Brock Lesnar. And then Roman Reigns is going up against... I'm sorry. Yeah, Drew McIntyre is going after Brock Lesnar. Roman Reigns is going after Goldberg for the Universal title. That is because correct. that's what everybody wanted to see. Mm-hmm. Triple H and Batista. Triple H isn't going to be on there. And neither is Batista, um, thankfully. Doing good movies. Triple H got a demotion. Quote unquote demotion. Yep. Baron Corbin versus Kurt Angle. Kurt Angle oh, is no right. longer wrestling, but Corbin yeah. is going after uh, motherfucking Elias. Elias because that's the match everybody wants to see. I forgot Corbin was the one who uh, retired. retired Angle. Yeah. Yeah. Demon Finn Balor versus Bobby Lashley. Bobby Lashley is obviously going after Aleister Black. Leo Rush is nowhere to be seen right now. Yep. Probably quarantining. And then Finn Balor is on NXT, so he was supposed to be, I think, part of one of the part of the takeover. But they're restructuring the takeover where they're gonna do it over two weeks instead of Correct. two days. Correct. So we'll see if Balor ends up, lands up anywhere on the card. And then we have Lynch versus Rousey versus Charlotte Flair for the Raw and SmackDown tag title. I mean, sorry, Raw and SmackDown Women's Championships. Uh, Lynch is going after uh, Shayna Baszler. Charlotte Flair is going to be facing Rhea Ripley for the NXT title. And then Rousey is uh, not in kayfabe land anymore. Yeah, Rousey is doing her own thing. I'm so glad she's not here. I'm telling you, Ronda Rousey like just reminded me so much of like, of, like Taylor Swift. She was a Taylor Swift wrestling. Mm-hmm. In that, like, she tried to be that like that really like ha- like smile on my face, like, oh, I'm so happy to be here, but like, oh no, I'm super serious. It's just like, no, like, dude, like, be one thing or be another. Like, you don't get to have this like duality of like, oh, like, you know, I'm fucking like, I'm such a fan. I'm so happy to be here. To like, oh, I'm big mean fucking wrestling machine thingy like wow so we had uh nxt as well as aw today yes i'm gonna quickly go over the results for nxt uh so we had tyler breeze defeating austin theory this was set up a couple of weeks ago that's the first... really good yeah it was a really good match really really good match um breeze he's great uh, then we had Killian Dane versus, I, I'm going to butcher this name, Tahantith Miles? Tahouty Miles or something like that? Yes. Squatch Bet, that's all I can say. Yeah. Cameron Grimes defeated Tony Nese, which was 
extremely depressing because when I was putting up the list together for last year's WrestleMania, I was like, yeah, where has Tony Nese been? And then when he showed up on on NXT, I'm like, oh, there he goes. Uh, he's losing. Oh, there he goes. Io <laughs> uh, Shirai defeated Aaliyah for uh, number one to be a part of the number one contender ladership match. And that was uh, a good, that was a nice return. Yeah, that was nice. That was a nice one. Originally, it was supposed to be Aaliyah versus uh, Zia Lee, mm-hmm. but there, they did a quick shot to the back where Zia Lee was injured and it's set up for it's set up for Leo Shirai, Shirai to do it. Uh, then from there, we had a setup for an upcoming NXT match coming in the next couple of weeks, which was Dominic Dajakovic versus Keith Lee, as well as Damian Priest. They just kind of all confronted each other. And then, you know, you just I forgot three. his name. I kept just I just kept calling him Punishment Martinez. Pun- yeah, that's all I call him to you. Don't worry. If I didn't write it down, I would forget it. But it was good. Th- it was a good uh, three-way interaction between them. Dijakovic looked really, really good. And then uh, we had Oni Larkin and Danny Birch defeating Shane Thorne as well as Burn Danvik. I really like Orkin and uh, Oni Larkin and Danny Birch as a tag team. I'm glad that they're back as a tag team. They really care for Larkin as a, as a single star, but I, they're re- they work really well as a tag, tag team, especially with them versus the – the undisputed era that first time at yep. takeover, I forgot what takeover, but that first time that was excellent. I love them as a team. Uh, from there we had Candice LeRae versus Caden Carter, Future Bay. Mm. Uh, for an, again one of the shots for the ladder match, Candice LeRae obviously gonna win because you know they need seats and asses, or asses and seats. Seats and asses. No, let's put a seat up an ass. Yeah, why not? Fuck it. I don't kink shame. Uh, then we had Matt Riddle versus Roderick Strong, which we had Matt Riddle. We had Matt Riddle win, and then after the match, we had two dudes who I have no idea who the fuck they are. I was trying to like find out this before before we start recording. Mm. But uh, anyways, they have a guy who's their manager named Malcolm Bravens. There's like two big Indian or Samoan looking dudes. I can't tell. Who, tell. And I'm not going to judge, but they attacked Riddle and saying, you know, they're coming after the tag team division. It was good. It was a good match. It was a good. Uh, it's a nice little juicy thing. And then uh, and Triple then you H. Said you said they were teasing Killer Cross, yeah? Yeah, well, we'll get there. Okay. So Triple H announced that Tommaso Ciampa would face Johnny Gargano in two weeks' time, um, in a separate building. They said specifically. I see you. They said in a. He said, "I'll." He said, Triple H said, "I'll find a building for you two guys uh, okay. to fight in." So in two weeks' time, they're gonna fight each other. So they're gonna be the last part of the takeover that was supposed to happen. Correct, and then at the end of the actual. At the end of the actual confrontation between the two of them, we got a nice little, uh, we got a nice little, little spicy tease of Killer Cross coming soon. So they started doing these these promos like about a month ago, over a month yep. ago, and there is some speculation about him either going to NXT or SmackDown. And I kind of like the idea of him running Russia all through the three brands since they're supposed to be equals or whatever. Yeah. But I don't know. But I think his sending him to NXT first is actually really, really good. It was a really good idea. I agree. Uh, and then I got to cover AEW today because I called it and my keyboard was working. Uh, first match we had was uh, Cody versus uh, uh, Jimmy Havoc. Uh, Jimmy Havoc is actually, I forgot how good he is sometimes because he's mostly been on dark. Uh, but I can see why he's he's on dark because he's mostly helping out some of the younger talent. So, but this is a really good match, especially an opening match, a, a match that also included no commercial breaks, by the way. Um, Cody Rhodes uh, beat Havoc by hitting him with not one but two crossroads. Um, and then uh, video played uh, with Jake the Snake, uh, basically telling him that Archer's coming for him soon, coming for Cody soon. Um, and it mostly talked about how. Jake was like pissed, or not pissed, but just like almost like really mad that, you know, of all the people that have come to AEW, they never called on Jake. 
one of the most smartest men in wrestling. They name her Colin Jake Roberts. And so that was one of his grievances. Um, and then Cody was on, um, was on commentary most of the time with Shivani because it was only Shivani of the main commentary team. Really? Yeah. I no, uh, JR, no Taz, no Excalibur. Excalibur I, think, no. Uh, I think they're trying to cut down on how many people they need, uh, you know, to have doing these shows, which is smart. Um, Darby Allen versus Kip Sabian. Uh, Kip Sabian, I mean, sorry, uh, Darby Allen won with the Last Supper. Mm-hmm. Then we have this really, like, l- not long, but, like, just really interesting hype reel about Jake Hager because they're trying to really push Jake Hager as, like, this monster. And then it was a, it was a squash match, Chico Adams versus Jake Hager, Jake Hager won. And then Moxley came out and, and uh, hit Hager with a paradigm shift. Uh, but uh, Jake was able to get off, get out of it, and then uh, was able to get to the floor. Um, Moxley is interviewed backstage. And you know Moxley's going after Hager, going after anybody in the in the inner circle. Uh, then they do a Brody Lee versus QT Marshall, and it's funny. Uh, before they did the match, there was this video package of uh, Brody Lee talking to those those two guys that are in the Dark Order that aren't uh, Uno and Grayson. Are yeah, not, yeah. And like he's eating dinner around these two guys, and then like it's this whole like you know, daddy eats first where they're like, they're, they're sitting around the dinner table and they have food in front of them, but only Lee's eating. And one of them tries to start to eat, but Brody tells him, yells at him. It's just like, no, not until I'm done. And then he sends that dude away. And then the other dude's sitting there and he's talking to him being like, you know, our new thing is like, we do what we want when we want. And then the dude sneezes and then Brody kicks him out of the room too. And I was just like, oh, that's a McMahon thing. Or at least that's where my, my brain went too. It's just like McMahon, like sneezing. Apparently neither is Brody Lee. Because he had like you know the suit on and everything, they were eating steak. It was interesting. But Brody Lee uh, beat the shit out of QT Marshall, and then uh, he drops a mask on Marshall's body, basically offering up, uh, offering a spot in the Dark Order. Nice. Then we get a whole uh, update on on uh, Nick Jackson via Vanguard One. Then Vanguard One enters the arena and. Uh, Literally, Chris Jericho tries to recruit Vanguard Run. <laughs> and honestly, that, oh my God, it worked so well. Um, uh, Kenny Omega, oh, well, I'm sorry. Well, we at least got the, the update on, on Nick from Vanguard One. Uh, and then Omega versus Sammy Guevara for the AAA Mega Championship. Really? This, yeah, this is a longer match, and it was actually a really good match. Uh, we haven't seen Kenny Omega fight a while, one match in a while, and this was actually really, really good. Did he come uh, out with the title? He did. It, showed oh, shit. it was literally for the title on the line. Uh, this was a good match. Uh, it almost felt like Sammy had a chance, but you know Kenny Omega obviously got it with the one-winged angel, and he retains the, the title. Then Chris Jericho comes out. He makes a cameraman sing along to a song, and then he, Vanguard One comes out, and he tries to recruit Vanguard One. And then Hardy comes out at the top of the arena, and he does this thing where like he teleports from section to section coming down the arena. And I thought that was really, really cool. That's pretty cool. Until he's all the way up down at the bottom and he comes to the ring and Jericho's essentially um Jericho's essentially trying to ask him, like, you know, like why are you with the elite? Like, you know, we've known each other for years and you've seen what I've done for other people's careers. Like there's only one way to do this, you need to join the elite. And, you know, Jericho and Hardy's telling him, like, you know, I came to because I owe the bucks of youth a debt. And because the inner circle needs to be deleted. And it was just really fun. Um, it was really good the way that they were able to do it with no crowd. Because, like, you know, Matt Hardy's starting his delete, delete, delete stuff. And Jericho's like, there's no crowd here. I don't understand why you're doing this. And, Jericho, and Hardy's like, oh, well, there's nobody here. But their, you know, their forces are here. Their spirits are here. Like, over there in that row, in that seat, there's the president abraham lincoln over here on this this side of the arena there's martin luther king and he still has a dream and all this shit like it was so good for like a non-wrestling match to be your main event this was really 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 good this was super entertaining i loved every part of it very very nice very very nice you need to go you need to watch i'm, that I'm gonna watch yeah i'll watch it after you this. Watch anything else of AEW, you need to watch that i'll give it a view after this yeah oh <sighs> Okie dokie. So we will be back next week with just to give you a little bit of a preview. We will be talking. One of the talking points we'll have is dark side of wrestling 
Senor Benoit. Yes, we will be covering how, that, how they covered it and how we kind of felt about it when it first happened. Yeah. It was like, ooh. Yeah, there's a lot of stuff that I didn't really take into consideration when watching it. And like, you just learned about so many things that have never been brought to light. And it's, yeah. I mean, it's, I mean, needless, I mean, like, it's not far off to say that it's really polarizing because, like, even at the beginning of the show, like, you know, Jericho says, if you think they're going to be glorifying a murder, then you better stop listening now because it's a lot more complicated than that. It's, um, yeah. That's something, something we will talk about next week. It is a lot to unpack, so that's why we're saving it for next week. No. So, where can they find you? I am Fury and I, F U R Y and I. Yes, it does sound like Fury and I, you stupid asshole. <laughs> <laughs> On Twitter, but I'm not using it right now. But you can find us at our podcast Twitter at TNDW Podcast on Twitter. And then you are. I am El Don Brujo, pretty much on Twitter and Instagram. So feel free to follow me on either platforms. Mostly post stupid memes. Mm-hmm. Especially in these trying times. Yep. And so, yeah, we will talk to you guys next week. Stay safe. Wash your hands. Yeah, wash your hands. Wash your ass. Um, and don't do anything stupid. <laughs>